0: If you're someone who has a passion for cut flowers, our environment and wants to make the world more beautiful, you're in the right place. Whether you're growing flowers for pleasure or profit, I'm on a mission to empower flower enthusiasts and professionals to help change the world around them. Whether you're just starting out and needing a helping hand or are looking to scale a substantial flower business, I'm your Cut Flower Woman. Welcome to the Cut Flower podcast. I'm going to say uh, thank you very much. I am delighted to welcome Ed Boas. Is that how you pronounce your surname?
1: Ooh, my mum pronounces it that way because I think she thinks she's a bit posh, <laughs> but is actually bored. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I'm definitely not posh. <laughs> I've got some pigs. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, we're
1: not even, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> to our podcast today. It has been a little busy this year and we're so happy to bring Ed as a guest on our podcast now. Please tell our listeners about you Ed. Obviously I've researched you quite a lot and I found you on Garden's yes, Kitchens. Yeah. And obviously I knew what was going on with Fibrex having visited Fibrex nurseries and having bought some pelargoniums last year. So I knew things were happening and I knew um it looked like it was going to close at one point and <laughs> Yeah you've you've saved it come and tell us your story
1: yeah well look, my background I'm third generation grower dutch through and through um so I, I was brought up on a nursery but my 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 parents did things a little bit differently they were uh, propagators of young veg and herb plugs uh, my old man was he was in the commercial growing years ago and then changed to supplying retailers mainly garden centers with veg and herb plugs and they're still doing it today so I, I started off very young really learning the trade my background was mainly maintenance um, I moved into irrigation found a bit of a passion for that and things how things work creating systems and then um, then it moved kind of like into the feed and spraying area so I had a bit of background in that I kind of fell in love with bio control, so friendly bugs, deterring bad bugs. Um, so that was really my background. My sister was running the company up until a year before COVID, and then I took over. She um, she left to have a son. So I took the company through COVID, which, like anybody, it was a nightmare of a time. I mean, I think we were – 90% of the business is, is to trade, so we obviously shut down that on the first uh, – first lockdown and then uh, we moved all of our staff over to the mail order and it went from a few hundred parcels today to a day to a few thousand today it was it was yeah. a night nice, but we learned a new business overnight um so that was quite an interesting time obviously survived through covid and um we, we did well out of it but I, I think i was always wanting to do my own thing at some point and i you know GK is a family run business. And this is probably why I loved Fibrex so much because it was another family run business and it was a very specialist
0: nursery. Yes. So I
1: finally got put in touch with Fibrex. I don't think they were advertising to, to sell the business. Um, I you know, they'd obviously got on their website that they were shutting down. So I guess I met their criteria for when I was introduced to them and then the offer was, offer was made to me and I, I couldn't really resist it. And here we are today. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean, they've obviously retired at Fibrex and really specialist and very niche. Yeah. And I think a product that's actually increasing in value now that people are getting more aware of it. Yeah. yeah. And I've found that just by talking to my groups and talking to people that the use of pelargoniums, for instance, now and certainly scented, is all about the foliage. For us as growers, it's all about the foliage. Yeah. And yeah. using that foliage in bouquets and using it kind of in everything we do and just the scent of it, having it, foliage that has a scent yeah i think yeah. people have just clued into honestly yeah
1: yeah um, and it, it's um it's interesting because you know i wasn't really aware of the scenteds up until a couple of years ago and yeah, there is me
0: neither, me no, neither. No, no.
1: and and they are amazing i would have almost put it in the herb category but it's not as pelagonians and i know zonartics and zonals are really good for bouquets as well because they've got the longer stems. so i presume that suits you guys probably. yes yeah, the scented's interest me, and we do about 70 different types, and I definitely want to build that range for fibrex moving forward. Scenteds are the ones that really interest me through and through.
0: Yeah, and, and me too. Um, and, yeah, I was really saddened to read, you know, obviously that fibrex were going, and then I thought, oh, my God, you know, this is a highly respected nursery. It specialises in pelagoniums, as well as ferns, ivies, geraniums, all sorts of things. Um and it was due to close, wasn't it, in September 23. And yeah. they were retiring. I mean, they've traded for over 50 years. Yeah. And it was lovely when I went over there. And I just thought, oh, no. Um, and as they say, you've come along to save it. Have you moved it all? What, what's the current situation? Where is it? And what does yeah. it
1: do? So I've I'd I'd been doing a day a week for them up until September to learn the, the backbones of the business to get a better understanding of what was going on. And then we moved the site from Pebworth over to Pershaw. In September, uh, yeah. so moved all the bench systems, all the stock. So from the first of September, everything was virtually there, um, and obviously have been setting up for, for for winter coming really up until this point. Take busy taking cuttings, you know, plant care. Obviously, winter time's quite a nerving time for pelargoniums because they're, you know, because they can all tender. tender tender <laughs> perennial. Yeah, so. You know, we, we've been flat out sort of winterizing the nursery uh, up and, up until today.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly that. We per- pelargoniums and they're tender perennials. Basically, yeah. won't take. I don't think temperatures under minus five. Last no. year, I had mine out in the tunnel; they all died. This year, I'm definitely not doing that. They i bought them indoors already, and they're yeah. in my study on the floor. That I mean, you cannot move in there because <laughs> there are pelargoniums all over the floor. Not quite sure. This is very practical there must be a practical solution, but it is a tender perennial. And I think we kind of forget, even in a tunnel, you'll go down like last year, below minus five, you'll lose the lot. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. hmm. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, you know, we've been frantically getting heating sorted for the greenhouse. And as you know, the first frost, real frost came in on Friday. So it was, it it was a nerve wracking time, you know, I had extra heating in there. I was going above and beyond to try and keep the heat up. But I, I think it was just because, it's the first frost we've dealt with as a, as a new company. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to kill the plants just yet.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, look at, it's like looking after babies. I mean, the, the brilliant thing about pelargoniums, okay, okay, they're tender perennials and we have to be aware of that. But once we're aware of it, we can cope with it. But the second thing is they're great at taking cuttings from. They're great at dividing and making, I mean, it's a great plant.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, we've been, uh, I've got, I've got Ursula and Angela doing one day a week with the previous, the, the, previous owners there. They're helping me over the next year. So they've been busy taking cuttings for me whilst I've been getting everything ready for winter. And the abundance of cuttings is, is unbelievable. And, and for some reason, I, I I've seen more growth on the Pelagonians over the last month as the temperatures have been getting cooler than I did in the summertime. Because for some reason, they, they do go a little bit dormant over the summer when the, when the heat really does get high. They shut down and they just close off, which benefits us because it's less watering. So yeah. autumn and spring is the time where they do most their growing. Um, so, yeah, cuttings wise, an abundance at the moment, especially with the ivy leaves. You know, they split off really well. So, um, yeah.
0: And who are you selling to now? Direct? Or do you sell direct through your website and you're selling into trade as well? How are you handling your markets?
1: So no trade, it's direct to the consumer via mail order and 80% of the business is through our website. There is no other sales channels. Plans set up on Facebook and Instagram, that sort of thing, but it is all direct through the business, through the yeah. business website, which, which I think is amazing to have that much traffic come through directly to the website is, is amazing. You know, my, my, previous job is is through amazon ebay other, other retailers so to have 80 of the traffic coming directly to the website just shows what a great product it is because people are specifically coming to you for that product
0: they're looking they're searching in google for pelargoniums and there yeah. aren't that many growers who are specialists and niche in the uk let's be honest about it no, no, so they'll find you and it will be i'm a, I'm a marketer my background's marketing so it will be all about visibility, both website and Instagram, basically, and building up your Instagram portfolio. And once people start to know of you and, and order online and get more product and, you know, you get more visibility, then yeah. they'll know that's what you do. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's,
1: that's my job for the next year, really, is to try and push it on social media, try and try and reach out to the younger generation a little bit more um because there is a huge market there like you said Pelagonians. i think are getting bigger and bigger every year um and it's a, it's a specialist plant you know it's not your standard bedding plant you know it's it it is i like to call it
0: a superior plant well i think it is yeah. i mean if you walked in my study now you would definitely think it was you think you hit a jungle number one and yeah. number two um still the scent but I mean they're a weird plant because they don't really have a dormant season but they have a dormant season in the summer because they don't really like the heat they're still growing in the winter but not really so they're kind of kidding you they're kind of going hello
1: (laughs) yeah and you've got some of the Pelagonians that still think that they're back in South Africa because they start flowering now and don't actually flower in the spring and summer (laughs) they've not really made the change and Earth has been telling me that that's happened for years so Yeah, a very unusual plant, but, you know, versatile because they flower from early spring. And as long as you're deadhead, they flower all season. So you do get a great crop out of them. But there's so yeah. many different things you can do with pelargonians you know you've got your regals which are great for outside can be rained on your zone arctics, your scented as you know great for bouquets the miniatures they're, they're, they're so versatile and there's so many different varieties out there
0: yeah it's, uh, it's, and i think awesome. container gardens as well as becoming a big thing mm-hmm. um and it wasn't i don't think and i had someone on my podcast last week and we were talking about container gardening and we were talking about balcony and balcony living and living in urban situations and those whole containers and balconies, they're made for pelargoniums. They are yeah. absolutely yeah. made for it. Yeah. So it's kind of like start that as your main. I mean, what we do in the summer to get them growing is we don't plant them individually. We put them in massive, great big pots mm-hmm. and we leave them there. And then in winter, we dig them all up and bring them indoors and put them in smaller pots. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of like <laughs> there's some, yeah. So we know they grow really well in containers. So yeah. it's kind of like it has a versatile use.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, um, me and my partner, Laura, went on holiday over to Italy and they're everywhere. You know, all I see now is pelargonians. This last year, yeah, that's
0: right.
1: before that, it wasn't so much. But, you know, they are everywhere, especially the ivy leaves for containers and, you know, off-bow balconies. Yeah, they are everywhere. And I'm surprised more people don't know about them because I'm sure you've seen pelargonians on a day to day basis around the country. You know, they so people are.
0: People have got confused with pelagoniums and geraniums. Oh, I can see So then what's the difference?
1: It, look, <laughs> you, you said it earlier on. It's pelagonians are tender perennial. Geraniums are hardy perennial. You know, you will kill your pelagonians in the winter, whereas hardy geraniums you, you won't. Geraniums are probably more on the bedding side, I would say, if I had an
0: opinion.
1: Yeah. Uh pelagonians are they're they're a completely different breed. You know, and I, I I think a lot of people can kill their pelagonians because they mistake it for a geranium. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of them that look very, very similar. Oh,
0: yeah, uh,
1: they're, they're, They are completely different. I think once upon a time, up until the late 1700s, they're all under the same name. And a Frenchman, they he, he split them basically because there was such a difference. But I think America still classed pelargoniums as, as geraniums. So there is a little bit of confusion. So it's trying to spread the word that pelargoniums are in a different category to geraniums.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I, well, I did quite a lot of research in the beginning saying, well, are they geraniums and a type of geranium? And they're not even in the same family. So no, it's kind got, of like
1: got the same seed head. Um, you know. So, so I can understand why people would think that. But, you know, if you get into it, you can you can definitely tell the difference. But I mean, let's face it, would you class a scented pelargonium as a pelargonia if you didn't know what you're talking about?
0: Okay. There's a difference. No, I don't know. Yes. Very the- difficult. So yeah.
1: what's your favourite pelargonium then? I've got one. Uh, my favourite would be, I mean, I love the scenteds through and through. It's definitely something that I want to push. But size sunburst is one of the scenteds. But it's a bit of a standalone, very different to the rest. Very stand-up plant with green curled leaves and golden, golden rims and lovely mowed flowers when they do flower. But it, it looked like a mini bonsai tree, so a little bit quirky. Um, probably not the biggest seller, but uh, yeah, size sunburst
0: definitely. Uh, what about you? So I, I go for a very normal one, like Ro- is it rose attar, something like that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Atta of roses.
0: Attar roses. That's yeah. it. That would because it's just so scented. It's not even just a little bit. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think I think that's probably one of the most popular products that we sell. Yeah. Attar of roses. You've got Lord Butte, which is one of the regals. Tone of a popular one. Yeah, they're scented all through and through, definitely.
0: I mean, uh, we do quite a lot of marquee weddings, and we have in terracotta pots, we have traditionally put pelagoniums all down the middle of the tables oh, as nice. the scented plants. And we intersperse them with rosemary, and then we, have, and the whole marquee will smell. If you put them there the night before, by the time you get to the day, the whole marquee will smell. And that's the whole point. It's like, <laughs> let's take it back to an English country garden and let's have some scent. Yeah, and it's yeah I think a brilliant plant I'm very jealous of you running Fibrex I'm really jealous
1: I tell you what when I walk through the greenhouse and I'm going through the centered section it's uh, yeah it's amazing (laughs) and another one with a size sunburst it's a real strong lemony smell so if you've got them in a doorway somewhere yeah it's amazing
0: yeah right back door just if you come in after a hard day so what's been your biggest challenge this is quite a big leap for you so what's your biggest challenge now going Um, forward do you think
1: Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: The small business? Do reels get you reeling? Is SEO just a three letters put together? Content planning something you know you should be doing, but just never get around to it. Do join our growth club online. What is it? It's a supportive community. It's all about growing your business. It provides trainings and guest speakers join us every month. Is it time to work on your business and not in it? The link for more information is in the show notes.
1: I would say remembering all the names <laughs> because it's ridiculous. And I'm a, I'm a dyslexic.
0: Okay. Ursula and
1: Angela, <laughs> the previous owners, they were dyslexic. So there's some real questionable spellings on the nursery. <laughs> so yeah definitely the names and you know i i really try to do my homework memorizing them at night time but i just can't until i start dealing and handling handling the plants there's just yeah. no way to learn until i'm on the job so yeah remembering the names is definitely my biggest challenge
0: <laughs> you'll have to make up some sort of song or something yeah, you know, yeah. i just good.
1: i just spell it how it sounds and then i can say it but obviously when i cross-reference it on the computer it could
0: be another it. Well, I think that's the whole thing about naming plants and all the Latin names. I couldn't pronounce half of them. No. And I'm not dyslexic. And I look no. at it and there's no chance. Yeah, I tried
1: um, to learn that when I was younger and I just gave up on the Latin names. <laughs> i go,
0: oh, that lovely one that smells of roses. That's fine. Exactly, it's quite yeah. funny. Like we walk around the farm sometimes when we're doing farm days or retreat days or something. And someone will say to me, so what is that dahlia, Ros? You know, we'll be looking at a dahlia. I'll say it's pink and i'll say right i'll say it's pink it's got a long stem i actually don't really mind what it's called
1: yeah yeah. it yeah, kind yeah. of
0: does a job but i yeah. think yeah it's it takes i mean i don't think i'd ever know them all so it's like i mean there's something like i don't know over ten thousand dahlias there's no chance so I, I can't remember what i planted the plant label's oh, gone you?
1: you've got apps for that now anyway yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So what's been your biggest learning to date? What have you learned the most coming over to this new business is madness.
1: Uh, My biggest learning to date, I would think uh, it's probably the whole move of the business has been my biggest learning to date. You know, I think I was very naive to think that I was going to move the whole business and the stock, the benches, get them built, get the heating in within. A month, it, you know, it's oh. been it's been three months now, and I'm about ninety percent there. So I think the biggest learning curve is things taking a lot longer than I thought they were going to, Um and and the vast amount of cuttings and the care that's needed for them has been my biggest learning curve for this side of the year as well. Especially at the fact that I've had so much other stuff going on, and I've been very lucky to have Ursia and Angela there to help me out. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them
0: what's the distance between the two sites uh,
1: i think it's about 11 miles it, oh, it's,
0: so it's, it's fairly close so that yeah so I'm it's
1: not really far, far so... horticultural college so it, it's it's not that far it's it's nicely tucked away though nice yeah
0: yeah is it open to the public or just website it is
1: we are so old fibrex used to be open to the public or yeah. you know all through the growing season i think with us trying to concentrate on the mail order, we're going to do um, the end weekend of every month, starting from May. Yeah. So May Bank holiday will be our opening weekend for the public.
0: And then right, it will be okay. every,
1: every last weekend of the month following that until August time, just to try and condense it.
0: Yeah, because you're running when you have people visiting and you also have mail order, you have two businesses.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know, and and Fibrex did really well with people coming coming on site, and I don't I don't want to stop that. I just I just think this next year is so important for me to really be hands on and learn the business. I need to be spending my time concentrating on that. And don't get me wrong, I love customers. I love people coming to the site to have a look. I love showing off the premises. I just have to be specific on on when I can do that.
0: Yeah, that's quite clever. I will, I will make a visit. I'll come and have a look because that's how I learned about fibrex. It was complete. Uh, I mean, they're not particularly close to me, but not that far away either. And it was complete. I was on my way somewhere else, and oh. I thought, oh, I'll just pop in and have a look, and that was it. Yeah. My boot was full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was on my way home. So it was like, yeah. yeah,
1: you know, and, and fibrex they've done very well. They, they, you know, they do a lot of talks. Um, they do a lot of classes and this is something that we as a business still want to continue but we would look into starting that from later on next year again I just want to spend my time learning the business and, and being yeah. extremely present
0: yeah it's a whole new business isn't it
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and don't get me wrong I've, I've got a lot of background in in propagation of young plants it's where my expertise is yeah. you know it's it's a different product and I know every product's different. Um so yeah, hence why spending the time and, and really learning it will benefit me and everybody else.
0: Definitely. And who's your inspiration? Who do you think about when you get out of bed in the morning and go, right, it's gonna be frosty tonight. We better get out there and get some heating on and get some bubble wrap. Well, who's your I, inspiration?
1: I think <laughs> thinking about telling myself to get out of bed's probably my old man, you know. I've spent years,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: years Yeah, a lot of winters worrying about plants. Um so I, I think my inspiration would probably be my parents and probably my partner's parents, um, my partner, Laura, her parents, uh, they work so well as a team. And, uh, you know, both sets of parents, they, they've always wanted to work together and they work really well and have a great relationship. And so my inspiration is that and to have that with Laura. You know, Laura will move yeah. across. She'll run the back end of the business because she's very, very clever like that. And and And, and I want the same thing. And, and Fibrex has given me the opportunity to be able to to have that moving forwards. So, yeah. yeah lovely I, I family know.
0: business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know, you probably work harder than a lot of other businesses being family business. You do, but you do what you love, yeah. don't you? And I love yep. it.
0: Seven days a week,
1: 24 exactly. yeah.
0: 7.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. it's probably quite hard to pull myself away from that sometimes, where Laura is very yeah. good at pulling me away occasionally. Um, it's getting that balance isn't
0: it yeah definitely because it's all all consuming I, yeah. I mean literally i could work seven days a week seven yeah. and those people who know me probably think i do work seven days a week um and mainly i do the only the only way i don't is if i have to go out somewhere or if i books <laughs> to do something it means i can't do it so physically yeah, yeah. you can't can you so but if you're at home and i'm on the farm i'm thinking oh, i better get out there and put those eucalyptus oh i better yeah,
1: yeah.
0: so and it's your better I'm, to
1: I'm used to being about two minutes away from the nursery, whereas right now I'm about twenty minutes away. So oh, it has not me from just nipping over there so much. So it's it's probably it's probably quite a good thing actually.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. So just three little questions. What would you? What would you This I always find this really interesting. I ask a lot of people this. What was your childhood dream job? So when you're at school, what were you going to be when you grew up? Uh, a chef. A chef. Yeah, I trained it's for funny, a chef. Did you? Because most people, you would never have gone to your careers person and said, I want to go into horticulture. They'd probably thought, what? Do yeah, you want to do some yeah. gardening? Or do you want to do some plants? They never kind of got it. They're getting it a bit better now. But <laughs> yeah. horticulture was something you never did as, as a
1: No, child. I always thought it was an old person thing, to be fair, when I was younger. People who drive
0: Volvos and warehouse. Yeah,
1: Volvo <laughs> <I> driver. <don't laughs> yeah, I was never interested. When I started on my parents' nursery. It was a part time, part-time thing whilst I pursued my career in, in chefing, which lasted for about five years. But yeah, I, I mean I love cooking. I still love cooking now. For a family of cooks. So yeah, chefing
0: definitely. is quite creative in fact, chefing isn't that far away from propagation. It's kinda like a bit of a recipe and kind of yeah. like quite creative. So yeah. I can see yeah. there are parallels there.
1: Yeah, I I can spend hours taking cuttings and dissecting plants, but, you know, and I can do the same in the kitchen with a glass of wine. Some music on the background. Absolutely. Very similar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you won the lottery, what would you do? Today, you've just been given 100 million.
1: I think if you asked me that 10 years ago, it'd be a very different answer. I'd be buying property and living away the whole of my life. But I think now I'm... Give me a new lawnmower, and some gardening <laughs> equipment. You you give that option to Laura, it would be a, there'd be a long list.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, people have asked me in the past. I don't know. I'd probably just expand even further. Like, yeah, I wouldn't like, give up work. It's kind of a bit odd.
1: No, no. I, I my passion's growing. My passion's pelagonium, so I wouldn't give that up at all. I don't. I don't think I'd ever want to stop working. Really, I, I enjoy it. It's, yeah.
0: Me too. So what next? What's your 2024 got for you? Um,
1: like I said earlier, I want to be present on the nursery. I want to focus all my time. Laura's going to move across to the company at some point who will free me up from the back-end side of things. I want to learn the products through and through, try and um, push into the younger market slightly. Uh, Instagram then? Instagram, different sales channels. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to forget what Fibrex stands for. And, I, you know, I, I want to do the business justice by supplying quality products to people. You know, I, I would rather supply a quality product than grow the business by 30% and not supply that quality product. So yeah, just be present, enjoy the moment and, and look into doing, you know, probably start doing some talks and, and tours and stuff later on next year.
0: Did a podcast with somebody oh, all a few months ago, a company called Urban Herbs. Oh,
1: right. So they're
0: very similar to you, but obviously they do herbs and you yeah. do pedagonium. So very niche in what they do, and you're very niche in what they do, you know, the, the same way. Uh, they're very successful. They're very successful. They started really small. They've become more and more successful. They, start, they do it all through mail order. They do it, what, exactly what your model you're doing. Um, have a look at it. It's an interesting Urban one. Yeah. They have big Instagram following. Great name yes
1: yeah
0: have a look honestly yeah, i'm yeah. sure we'd be more than happy to talk to you but his instagram is amazing yeah. and he's managed to get lots of followers and the thing about instagram i mean i work really hard at my instagram and i'm posting daily i'm doing a real a day that's basically uh, it's lots of consistency and lots of hard work so i've already done one today so it's kind of like i know yeah, it,
1: do you know what it's it's Fibrex has great products. It's got a great following as it is. It's having the confidence to put a camera up next to my face and do a little video. It. I know, and, I, and I've been practicing on the nursery. And once I've done one, you will be care. fine.
0: I don't, I don't care. Ed, honestly, I don't. I am what I am. It's authentic. It's integrity. I don't think about what I look like. I don't watch them back again. I've got, I've got reels of me in hospital, you know, and I can. i near. I look. Dreadful, absolutely dreadful. But that reel got more views than anything else I've ever done. Really? So it's actually not about what you look like. It's about just getting on with it, just going with it and just going, I am what I am. I'm full of integrity. That's fine. I'm in my dungarees. I'm in the middle of a, a, a muck pile in the field and I don't care. Yeah. So it's about they follow you because of your honesty and your real, not because of what you look like. If that makes sense
1: yeah yeah i yeah i agree with that it, it's coming and it, it's gonna i want to
0: see more i want to see more <laughs> i'll, do it, I'll be nagging you yeah <laughs> well ed it was lovely to have you on today thank you thank very you. much for joining us i will come down and visit you
1: yeah, i want to see your
0: nothing. progress in this next year
1: yeah come and down and you.
0: And where do they order them? Which website do they order from and when is it
1: available? We are open for pre-orders right now. We started from September. We've got plenty of stock available. Um, We are dispatching the first week of March at the moment. So, yeah, get your orders in. We've got a couple of deals coming up through Christmas time. But, uh, yeah, order now because it does go crazy from February time next year.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Lovely. I am very excited for you. I'm very excited for the product. Um, and getting it in more people's hands because I adore it. So but it, a relatively new one, so we've just got to get it out there, more visibility. So yeah. yeah. Thank I mean, the name the name's
1: been around for a long time. The name's there. Everybody knows Fibrex. Everybody knows yeah. what they do. So we're we're starting on a winning streak already. One hundred
0: percent. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Edward. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: I look forward to next week's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review on your podcast app. We do have some wonderful free resources on our website at thecutflowercollective.co.uk. We also have two free Facebook communities, which we'd love you to join. For farmers or those who want to be flower farmers, we have Cut Flower Farming, Growth and Profit in Your Business, And our other free Facebook group is Learn with the Cut Flower Collective for those starting out on their flower journey. All of the links are below. I look forward to getting to know you all.